0: I don't have very much at all as far as pictures are concerned. That's one of the, I tell you, Vern, that's one of the things that I regret, have regrets for,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is that I have no pictures of the construction of that thing. I have no pictures at all. We we just didn't take any pictures
2: back then. Hi, this is Steve from the Art Box. I'm not sure how many people know, but we have an internationally acclaimed piece of artwork on the Mormon Mesa in Moapa that was created by Michael Heisen back in 1969, called Double Negative. Today, we were given a great opportunity to travel to the Lost City Museum and interview Bryant Robison, who was the primary contractor on this project. Katie Hoffman and Rayette Martin from Nevadans for Cultural Preservation will be doing this interview. It's highly interesting and I would urge anybody with a four-wheel drive or high clearance to get out and see Double Negative. Thank you.
3: This is Rayette Martin. And this is Katie Hoffman, coming to you from the Lost City Museum in Overton, Nevada. Today we are interviewing Bryant Robison for the Art Box Podcast.
2: I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue, me and you, and I think to myself.
4: Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center also on Facebook the Art Box
0: But I like to get to know you
1: Yes I, but I like
3: to get to know you. This is Katie Hoffman, president of Nevadans for Cultural Preservation and co-curator of Modern
1: Desert Market This is Rayette Martin, Executive Director of Nevada
0: for Cultural Preservation. Brian Robison. I'm the guy who did the dirt work for Mike Kaiser on Double Negative.
2: I'm Vernon Robison. I'm uh, Brian's nephew, and I'm the editor and uh, owner of the Progress newspaper. Excellent. Thank you, guys.
1: So
3: that, that Where did a,
2: this come from? That's
3: a volume that was produced in nineteen ninety, and that's the year that Double Negative was transferred uh in ownership to the Museum of Modern Art in uh-huh. LA. And yeah. so they it was the Museum of they Modern this, Art huh? who made this book, yes, but it has um it's the most extensive firsthand photographic record of the piece. Um, Michael Heiser is notoriously private about these things and so unless it appears in a book it's hard to find photos.
0: Well I wish I had taken photos now looking back you know I had somebody take them but but I didn't.
3: Well and, when you were uh, involved. I don't know
0: that there's any pictures of the equipment working there at all. No? I don't think so unless yeah. they're in here. There is in here. Some is there in here?
3: You might be in there huh? That's great. It's pretty neat. That book belongs to the library here at the, oh, this museum.
0: It? Yeah, I know there was a lot of pictures taken after it was done. Well, there was A lot of pictures that were taken. If we go along. I'll, I'll talk about these a little bit. That's good. I'm glad to see some of them. I suppose.
2: Yeah.
0: I know that Life magazine and Esquire magazine both run a full-page spread double page spread on this right after this was completed and I saw the one in Life magazine I don't know how come I saw it but I remember seeing it and was impressed with it but I but I never had a copy of it I should have made sure that I had a copy of the things at that time but I didn't do it big mistake but
1: we yeah. didn't do it well, Katie was going to ask you when you were participating in this did you have an idea or that this would come to be such
0: a big deal. Hey, <laughs> let me go back and start at the first. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah.
3: Would you like to start at the beginning?
0: Let me start at the beginning. All right. Because this is where I, where I, the interesting part of it, it was. A- Robinson 1959, a small construction company here in the valley in Lovendale. I had been in a, had a previous business and, that I sold and so I had a, a fairly nice office. I was in the process of getting my real estate license. I'd been going to school and I, I had was fairly well up to date on some real estate facts that we were become involved in this. Anyway, I was happened to be in the office one day, sitting in my office, and, and uh, yeah, fellows drove up in an old beat-up home. They come in. I don't know what my... I have never asked Michael, how he feels about this. I've talked with Michael a couple of times, but, but they were hippies. You know, mm-hmm. and back in those days, they were hippies. This was in 59, and they come in and uh, introduce themselves. Michael did, anyway. And says, "I want. I'm looking for someone to uh, do an earth sculpture for me. What's well, an earth sculpture?" <laughs> you know. Anyway, we talked a little bit. Told me what he wanted to do. We drove out to the site. Uh, first place I told him, "Michael, that's that's all BLM ground out there. You can't you can't be building anything out there." He says, "No, we've got we've got." Uh, 60 acres of ground out on the top of the mesa, and uh, he went in and showed me the deed they had with him, the deed to the property. Anyway, make a long story short, we drove out, took a look at the property. He had put four stakes where the north cut was, and four stakes on the south cut, and this says this is where I want to. Want to build this? And, uh, we went back to the office, and I, golly, I hadn't—I had no experience in doing anything like this at all. And I, I told him, I said, you, "You got so many, so many unknowns here, anyway, because that mesa has a top plate on it of of uh, limestone." that varies in thickness and and uh, density and uh, i have no idea what i'll get into without doing that thing and the only way i could possibly do this for years is is, uh, time and materials so that's when we agreed on on the terms of of doing that he told me that he was dealing with a with a uh, art gallery in new york city Uh, he says well you you'll be hearing from us we went out the door, and, and I took all of this with kind of tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. I honestly did. I I didn't know just what to, what to think about it, and I we went out the door and thought, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, about 10 days, well, here come a cashier's check from Duane Gallery in New York City for $10,000 for yes. a front to start the Back then, that was a lot of money.
3: Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, most definitely. Anyway, I immediately started gathering things up and and went to work with what I I knew how to do. This machine is the first thing, the first machine that we had to take out there. It's on this picture, and this is a a track drill, and it's not a very good picture of track drill, but nonetheless, it's it's a uh, shows what it is, and this hose that you see going out here went to a, a big 500 psi, 500 cubic feet per minute compressor that it took to run this thing. And uh, so we had to drill holes. Uh, I knew I'd, I'd had some experience I'd, in the Army. I had had some experience with blasting, and I knew a little bit about what I was doing there. But uh, anyway... We drilled, drilled holes on five-foot centers where this activation was. And that's the first thing we had to do was drill all those holes. Back then, you could buy dynamite without a problem, and you could buy ammonium nitrate without a problem, which you can't buy. now you can't, you, you know, you're a criminal if you even think about it. <laughs> but anyway, back then, it was, it was a, a commodity that was used for fertilizer on and, and farms all the time, and it was not an uncommon thing. Those holes, all of those holes were uh, about two and a half inches around, and some of them were, I had to go down through that, through that limestone. So some of them were five foot, some of them were six or seven foot deep. We filled those things with uh, ammonium nitrate, and then filled them full of diesel fuel, which makes, makes the explosive. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then you could buy caps and dynamite. And uh, in order to, to make a, a cap, you have to stick a cap into a, half a stick of dynamite and stick it down the hole and cover it up with, again with the explosive the mud. Anyway, that was the first project that we did. When we shot that thing, some of those holes that Macy's is very porous, and some of those holes blew out like a mighty explosion, and some of them just went, oh, you know. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, we had to hide under the compressor when we when we shot it off because it blew stuff all down around us. Wow! So uh, that was the that was the pattern. Yeah. when yeah. Before, before you pull the plug. Push the plunger down on the dynamite while you got under the under the air compressor, where you were safe. <laughs> wow!
3: And so the holes—they were five foot on the center, and it was all the way around the perimeter of the so all the way
0: through around the perimeter, all the way through the thing, five. Foot.
3: So like straight down the middle of it to try and make a well, a channel
0: or well, Let's see, this thing's thirty foot wide. Okay,
3: yeah. So that's so, what I mean. You've
0: got it down so here, was it and it's made on a, on a pattern of five foot across it, and then a the five foot down. And then mm. So every five, that we just. So you uh, had lots
3: of explosions to hide from.
0: Oh well, yeah. <laughs> when we set them off, we set them off as a as a whole group, and just set one at a time. Okay. And we wired we wired them all together and we went off as a, as a big group. It, we, didn't, we didn't do it all at once, but then we did a, oh, a fourth of each one of the things, something of the kind. I don't sure. remember what it was anyway. But Anyway, got it all drilled and shot. And uh, then we had to bring in a, a bulldozer, which they've got a picture of it here, which is, uh, that was the Kath back in those days. It's a 46A. Yeah? Bulldozer, cat bulldozer.
3: Did you own that bulldozer?
0: No, I rented it. Yeah. I didn't have the wherewith back then to even think about such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I rented the piece of equipment. As you see, it had no canopy on it, no no cover. Yeah. I had to, uh, had to take it up the Mesa out here, and I had to do about two days, two, three days work, I don't remember just how much, in order to get that bulldozer up onto the Mesa. That road going up the Mesa that you go up there now was about a little, probably as wide as the length of this table Mm. when I started up there. And it was just a very narrow road, so I had, that the first thing I had to do with the project, was build the road up. You had to get up there. Just started pushing dirt. That stuff all went into the, into the centers. I don't remember where they, started on the north side, I think, but I, I remember, but anyway, it was a, just a lot of hard work. Yeah, and so
3: at this point, did Michael have input as to the process, or he was just trusting you to I figure saw, it out?
0: I saw Michael about three or four times during the entire process. I think he came and visited several times at night when I was not there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, but I don't know who he had taken these pictures. Somebody took them while I was looking the other way or working. You know, yeah. I don't know who but I'm glad they exist. Because I didn't know they did, but anyway, first first job was getting that rock off the top of it, and that was even with the with the bulldozer. And after being shot, it was still uh, a pretty tricky stuff yeah, moving, moving that big rock. And it all just pushed into the center. Everything, all of the fill from this from these cuts, we just pushed off into the center of the the thing. I I. Uh, build one gallery on a weekly basis and uh, they were very prompt and paying and and it was just a good job for me and i look back on it now i go, in fact i told ver coming out here every time i go out there and look at that thing i i, I realize how shall i say uh, naive or dump i was dumb i was to have ever taken on the job if that thing had ever slept off on me i think mm-hmm. they'd still be looking for me yeah because <laughs> a lot of material up on top of that but uh, this this picture shows dozing that rock off in the that first stuff off the top on that is just history. <laughs>
3: yeah and it's it's become an important part of art history and probably it has. something that is not going to be repeated just based on
0: hey you couldn't do this now no no, no, at way. All. no way that you could I should should say i we just got started on this doing it uh, doing the uh, moving the dirt it gone that far anyway and uh, Denny Hess was the manager of uh, BLM district district here and i think back then he had a secretary and maybe one helper i don't know but anyway then he was the blm manager and i just got started and i knew denny i'd had some previous dealings with him and, but anyway he came out and says brian you can't be doing this this is on blm ground and i said oh no, Danny, i've got a copy of the deed and i i had kept a copy of it because i knew this was coming Way i gave him a copy of it and uh, he looked around and we talked for a while and never heard any more from Denny (laughs) (laughs)
1: so
0: and that's the closest we come to having to do anything as far as a permit was concerned sure Clark Clark County at that time didn't know what was going on I don't think and uh, anyway we never worried about permits we never worried about anything it was just it was an interesting project
1: were you um, who joined you in helping move the dirt and doing explosions who did what was there
0: anybody with you that, well, when you were doing explosions and that kind of stuff? Did you have to do yes, anything? I had I had help doing that blasting. I had to have you know there was and I had uh, a couple of brother in laws that were that were uh, more than willing to come and help me at that time. And that's usually I think I had a I think I had one fellow that was hired that was helping me most of the time there too. But, but when we got to when I got to doing this work with the bulldozer work why well, uh, my dad was there with me. He uh, he wouldn't let me go there alone. <laughs> he had better sense <laughs> what was happening, I guess, than I did because he uh, he made sure that he was there when I was down in that trench where he was he was there, so I wasn't out there just all alone. But uh, anyway, when they got all through, I I know that he had a, full, a photography group come in and at all these pictures of the slide walls and they did a lot of work there and I I didn't have much part of that they they did that separate from what I had <clears throat> but anyway it was an interesting experience and, and it is a a landmark that I think uh, you know the valley needs to make more of valley needs to and I think even, even Clark County because it is it's, it's kind of an unknown I tell him Vern I, I don't know but I I wish that somebody would uh, sign up out there as to what it is it yeah. needs to be you know you go out there and you wander around the desert and some people I've been known a lot of people that have gone out there and couldn't find it mm-hmm. they, uh, they looked around the desert and there's no way mm-hmm. to identify it nothing to, and you, unless you know where you're going
3: it's true when you're up on the main So you can't see it until you're
0: right on it. Until you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be great if they built at least a halfway graded road going up there. so So people could drive up there instead of having to have a four-wheel drive to to, uh, to get to it.
3: And so you seem really proud that it's there. And do you think that that is you know, reflective of the way that the community at large feels about Double negatives.
0: I think there's probably about 1% of the community that even knows it's there.
3: Really? It's just kind of a non-issue, huh? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, and I, and I you know, it is an art piece and, and uh, Mike's, it was, it made Michael hydra, you know, that's what it amounts mm-hmm. to. Yeah. He, he did. It's, it made him famous and that's great.
3: Yeah, you helped make him famous. Well, so, we, when you were building, how did you know it was done? He
0: how did had, I know it was done? Yeah. Well, he told me what size it wanted to be before we started.
3: Uh-huh. And so you just made it to his specifications?
0: I don't know uh, what you call it. The engineering on this thing was from the back seat of that cat. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Because that's, that's all I had. I had those four stakes in the ground on each one of those things, and that's all I so had. So that was it, and
3: the rest I of, of it, it was just to the the pants.
0: This wide and this deep, and the end's as steep as you can get them. And the ends are as steep as that bulldozer would that, that bulldozer would come out steeper backwards than it would forward. You couldn't drive up that that steep grade forward with a bulldozer. Wow. You had rare.
3: to back it out? You
0: have to back out. <laughs> of course, you had to back out to go back down in again anyway, but, yeah. but that's the only way it could get out of a hole was to, to back out. Wow. and uh, that's uh, that's about it he uh, Mike got k- kind of a hurry the last little bit and he wanted to get the thing finished up so he was pushing me to to get through the last little bit of it but I and got what he wanted yeah
3: I mean it's enduring it definitely seems to have fit the bill for him so you did a great <laughs> job how long between that initial meeting when Michael came into the your business until it was done. How long of a duration was this?
0: Oh, I don't remember just how long we did work on that. I don't know when they i you know, I've told Vern, I, I ought to go down and I've got in my in a, my warehouse all my records, all my old financial records I still got. I haven't looked at them for 40 years. Mm-hmm. But so you somewhere
3: out. have the invoices that I've you would send all, to I'm Juan? Sure, i sure I've
0: got all the wow. invoices and all the rental receipts and Wow. Everything for it, but uh, I'd ought to to go down and see it, but uh, I don't remember just exactly when we finished that up. I don't remember the day we started it, even. Mm -hmm. And I would have, you know, I'm sure I got a copy of that check and and the uh, other stuff that would tell when it.
3: But at the time, there was no real sense that it was going to be important to remember those details. It was just a a job. Not at all. Just something silly you were (laughs) being asked to do.
0: At the time, it was just a job. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And were you working on other jobs at the time?
0: Well, I had other, yeah. Yeah, but so it was no, just one of
3: several job. projects you were managing.
0: Yeah. yeah, wasn't very much at that time. The Valley was pretty, going pretty slow about that time and it started to grow shortly after that mm-hmm. and, uh, and i had uh, some other people into the construction company after that i kind of so say it's about the time i got my real estate license and i spent spent most of my time then on real estate but, but anyway i did i did the work on this i was that's me in the seat that's fantastic <laughs> yeah what a great
3: legacy
0: I didn't even have a hard hat.
3: <laughs> oh boy, can you imagine doing this if you had ocean inspectors on no, the scene? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't go over well.
2: So anyway,
3: if in the beginning it felt like no big deal, just kind of a
0: you it was know kind of a surprise to me, really, when it, when that when I got that check in the mail, I was, <laughs>
3: didn't really think
1: it would happen. I, huh? I,
0: very, I really doubted that it would ever happen. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I'd had I've done a lot of work for miners i used to do a lot of a lot of uh, assessment work and stuff for minors and they 'd come in and i 'd had a lot of them come in and want me to do this and And I've told them, yeah, we'll do it for such and such, but the money never showed up. And uh, Mm so, you know, I'd had, I'd had a little experience with that kind of stuff, but this was a surprise. And if they followed through with what they were going to do. Yeah. Well, and
3: importantly, you followed through with what you promised you could do. So, you know, they could have approached someone else and just been told, no, there's no way to do that, (laughs) you know, and then there wouldn't be a double negative today, but you were willing to try it. And that's, that's pretty special.
0: It's, I, I say I go out there and look at it now and it's it's kind of scary for me I wonder what kind of an idiot were you
3: <laughs> yes having recently been down in that cut it, it's very intimidating I can't imagine having a piece of equipment and you know being down there with explosions and working
2: on it That you're a brave man well, your dad was there watching you did he think you were crazy for taking that job well
0: <laughs> a few questions about it there was a we had one old gentleman down here, farmer down here. Lodi Levitt was his name, and he's got family here now. And I, I get a kick out of telling him about this even now. But Lodi came out there one day, and Lodi, Lodi had a, had a lisp, kind of a bad lisp. He came out there, and he's we were up on the north bank, and he stood there for a long time looking at that. My dad walked over to him, and. Says, he stood there with him for quite a little while, and finally Dad says, Well, Lodi, what do you think of this? And Lodi turned around, and it was Lodi's draw, which I won't even begin to try. And, but he says, My God, that'd hold a lot of silage. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know whether you know what silage is or not, but it's cow feed. And <laughs>
3: sure, cow grain or something.
0: Yeah, that's funny. But, but we had people coming when I was towards the end of it we had people coming from all over from we had, had people from Germany and Holland and, and Spain they were all coming and looking at this thing while it was Great. towards the final stages and, and then he had and then I had people show after the after the initial thing why there was several of them that, again that come groups that come and I uh, wanted to go out and tour the thing after so I uh, I took several several groups out there after. That's neat. After it was completed.
3: Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty big deal um, at the time.
0: Uh, yeah, more more of a deal than it is now, I think.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like it's it's better known now, and it might have been a very niche kind of project at the time. But if they're coming from all over the world you know, to see it be built then that was a lot of activity for, yeah, for this yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so your father was a construction worker as well.
0: My father was retired at the time. He was
3: retired. Okay.
0: He was just there with me.
3: Gotcha. <laughs>
0: he was not a worker.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. So I wasn't sure if, you know, if you guys had been in partnership together or potentially it was a family
0: business. Yeah. It, it started out as a family business. And mm-hmm. you know, I were in business, the business that we sold prior to this going into the construction business, but Dad was a great guy and he was he was concerned about it. How old were you at the time? I was born in in 30, 1932. This was in sixty nine, so I wasn't I wasn't a kid anymore, but yeah old enough I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, absolutely. That's what we all say, though, right? So, has your feelings on double negative changed throughout the years? You know, now that it, you've been living
0: Ooh. with it for this long. Well, I, I realize that it's that it's different. That uh, you know, hey, you can go do the same kind of the same kind of work nowadays in a fraction time that it took to do this with the equipment that they have nowadays they move ten times this amount of dirt and uh, and do it safely. They don't create vertical d- banks like this. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do that anymore. But uh, at the time it was uh, it was just a job and, and I've come to recognize that it's a piece of art. I've been up and looked at, at Mike's city and nice. uh, <laughs> something else again.
3: <laughs> it is. It's something else, isn't it?
0: Have you been there?
3: no we haven't been so yeah um
0: but he's, he's pretty pretty particular about who he lets up there
3: yes he's still in that that selection phase of you know really carefully well, curating anyway. who he lets in but hi michael heiser well, anyway <laughs> i feel yes. like pretty soon he'll know who we are so he'll invite us
0: <laughs> well i'm glad these pictures exist i didn't know they did i'm, I'm I'm glad to, to know that.
3: Yeah, well, that's because really great that you were able to look through this book for the first time. Um, yeah,
0: I've never looked at it. I never, didn't, know it, didn't know it was here. I, I've got some newspaper articles, all I've got here, that are done over the years. And, and I won't give away, but I'll let you look at them. Absolutely. Thank you. Some of them the same thing. I think this is the same as that one. When
2: well, you got that $10,000 check. Did you take the wife out to dinner? Back then I have glad to just get
0: the
1: bills paid. and what paper do you work
2: for? Uh, the local newspaper here is the, is the progress newspaper.
1: He not work for it, he owns it.
2: <laughs>
3: you own it? Oh, how fantastic. Yeah. I, I apologize, I didn't <laughs> Well, congratulations. So have you um, done any articles
1: about Double Negative?
2: Yeah, we've done one or two uh, over the years. Yeah, oh, no. Uh, but my my uncle here is is sort of the, the go-to guy for local history. So if you know something, then uh, that I I uh, about the the history of Wampa Valley, I usually will check in with him nice. and see. But yeah we've done some things about the double negative in the past i think you you mentioned that the, the impact on the community there is i talked to the folks up the, up at the uh, hotel here the, the north shore Inn, and i know uh, the restaurants and things like that and they get a regular stream of folks that come up there. I don't know, that the com- I, think, I think it's sort of a novelty for the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, people know it's there, sort of, some of them do, but I don't think it's really appreciated as, you know, the international work of art that it is. There's a lot of people out there from all over the world that come through and, uh, yeah. and want to check it out.
3: Do you guys feel like there's been any kind of resurgence in interest in Double Negative now that city has opened and that Heiser's getting a lot of press?
0: Has yeah, City opened? Has you opened it up now? It
3: is opened now, yes. I didn't know that. They're still in the, you know, inviting the press to see and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So as far as, you know, being open to the public, it's still very limited. But yeah. there's enough folks that have seen it now that they're starting to write about it. And, you know, there's some, some critical discourse. People don't necessarily... Take land use issues like building an art piece in the desert as lightly as they used to, yeah. and so there's some controversy. And I feel like you know you d- did this work, and there it was basically controversy free. You know, you had one BLM you know person asking some questions, but it doesn't seem like it was
0: you know we there didn't was have any opposition to it. Or yeah, yet. there was there no was like
3: it. conservation groups or anyone trying to prevent
0: it, and well, there were. The things like that were just getting started at that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I uh, I served on the uh, well, on the conservation districts, Clark County Conservation District. I was chairman of that board for many years, and uh, and I remember the starting the input that we were having with the uh, with the environmentalists. Mm-hmm. Excuse my word. Choose the right word here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Become increasing, increasing. I remember how much uh, you know. We had some people come in that that started to make trouble as far as we can. We were concerned, and uh, the things that wanted to that needed to happen, and how we felt about conservation. So. Back then, I didn't have that. We didn't have that, uh, any of that kind of opposition. Nobody, never had anybody show up to picket us or anything of the kind, you know. Back yeah. then, tell us that we were doing something drastically wrong with the earth. Sure, <laughs> yeah. And and that's what Michael was, has been his big concern at where he is. I know that, you know, he's he's made a big issue of having to keep that private mm-hmm. in order to keep the environmentalists out, or he wouldn't have been able to do what he want to do there
3: yeah you know even so, though it's his it's his private property he's surrounded by uh, a national monument and yeah. so people feel like you know it should be kept pure and yeah. so i can see you know where that controversy is stemming from but you know michael has been working on city for the last 50 years
0: oh yeah he started right after the after this project mm-hmm. he, he started this uh,
3: yeah and well, this so then at what point did you go out there
0: uh, up to... Up to city. city? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been about a year ago, I guess.
3: Yeah. Okay, so probably just before he was ready to open to the public then. Yeah. So you pretty much saw it in its most complete form.
0: Pretty much. I think so.
3: Wow. And what did you think of it?
0: It's an art piece.
3: It's, it's there, <laughs> huh? <laughs>
0: what else can you say? <laughs> this is an art piece, you know, you can't. there's no other explanation for it. Mm-hmm. It's not what I would consider, the mm-hmm. would have considered a piece of art, but hey, that's art's art. It's a state of mind, whatever you, whatever you feel about it.
2: Everything's art.
0: Yeah, you know, everything's art.
2: Everything wants to be art,
0: Is art. I, would, I wouldn't pay a million dollars for a Rembrandt, but, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Boy, I don't have the figure, but the Museum of Modern in Los Angeles paid a substantial amount of money for that hole, uh, so... <laughs> I imagine
0: they did. I imagine they did. I don't know. Because I'm sure they had a sizable investment in it mm-hmm. by the time they got a, I'm sure, all yeah. the things that what Michael's expenses were on it, but I'm sure he had a lot of them besides just doing it.
1: So, um, you said when you started working on this piece, you were living in ten. It wasn't very big at that time. Do you have a long family history in the area?
0: Do I have a lot of family history in the area? Mm-hmm. Well, my family's been here for since around the turn of the century. My grandfather moved here in 1909.
1: Okay.
0: And, uh, and if you want to get into that, I could give you, you know, we'll get a long story there.
1: But... <laughs> so that you do come from multiple generations living yeah. in yeah. the area? and continuing to live in the area, which I think is interesting and helps because you're right by the piece you created. Your family lived <laughs> here for generations, and so it's a little yeah. more personal, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of memories as far as the Valley is concerned. I remember when they built this place. Wow.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying something.
0: The Three. Remember when the Three C's dug out the, did the excavations over here on the Old Lost City. It'll move this stuff all up, all of this on the hill. Mm-hmm.
3: That's very yeah. neat.
0: A lot of changes. Yeah. Lots of
3: changes. But it's still a really small, close-knit-feeling community.
0: Let's see what it still is, yeah.
3: Yeah. So, Hikmet Lowe was the co-curator of mine. We just did this big art exhibit in Las Vegas, um, which was honoring these historic art pieces in the desert. And what we actually did was we took new artists out to see Double Negative and to see other kind of land art works in Southern Nevada, and then they created an interpretive body of work about these. And so after we're done speaking today, I can take you out and show you the contribution of one of our artists. Um, Her name is Jen Erso, and what she did was she went down into the cut of double negative and collected soil, Um, and then she created these two lucite boxes that are the same scale, of Double Negative, so it's one straight box and another straight box. Uh And then she used the soil from Double Negative that she removed from the cut and then has just been um, cultivating that soil. She didn't add any seeds to it or anything like that. She just put grow lights and has been watering it. And there's all of these native desert plantlings growing now in these boxes. That's interesting. And, uh, so this artist, she's not local to here. She's actually from Phoenix. And so the way that she interpreted that landscape was, you know, thinking maybe someone like Michael Heiser or a land artist is coming in and saying, this is an empty barren landscape anyway. And so, you know, it doesn't matter if we make a big hole right here or if I pave it and make something like city, um, and this artists, you know, they're, they're point of view is that it's not an empty place. And so she was trying to highlight what what the desert already has and what is already here in this place. And uh, what's really interesting about that is that it doesn't seem just through this conversation like, like the locals, the people who are here feel like it's an obtrusive thing to have in your landscape, but other people are seeing it as how could you have done that? To their landscape just as someone who is from here and who's so involved in the project and who lives so close to double negative how do you feel about having something like that just in your environment
0: i have no problem with it that's for sure
3: yeah that's, that's good to know and so then an artist who's coming in or anyone with a commentary coming in and saying that shouldn't be there because it's Whatever.
0: What, what right do you got to be saying that? That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, Well, that's a good response,
3: and that's kind of how I feel about it too. You know, it was a different time and place, and it isn't your yeah. your property, but it isn't your your concern. I do see how that's going to prevent I guess,
0: something. You know, you, you're welcome to your opinions, but
3: yeah. But, but I do see how those attitudes will be preventing something like double negative from being created in the future,
0: and so. Well, the only thing about it, the situation nowadays, they couldn't do something like that. you You probably couldn't even you probably couldn't even do an earth sculpture that was a surface sculpture, which at the time that this was done, there was several of in process or being done that were that were just. Landscape, landscape type thing. Where they'd made a picture or a, some kind of a figure on the on the surface of the earth, and uh, that was the earth sculpture. Well, this was a a vast change from that, from what was what was taking place at that time as earth sculptures. Mike I had the vision. That's, it it you know. was a
3: completely unique time in art. Yeah. And um, we do have several enduring works, like Double Negative, also the Spiral Jetty in at the Great Salt Lake. Um, uh, that artist, Robert Smithson, made a large spiral that just juts. Well, it used to jut out into the water. There's no water there anymore. But um, those kind of, of large-scale manipulations yeah. I don't think will be allowed. I agree it's uh it's too controversial
2: I think from the community standpoint I don't think anybody has a problem with it being out there because it's you know it's it's a beautiful spot all by itself first of all and uh, it, it doesn't restrict access people can get out there they can go enjoy it they can go on past it if they want to I think the bigger A controversy in this community has been when they wanted to, uh, they came and wanted to fill the top of that mesa with solar, uh, a solar plant, Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, and that's a whole different thing. People got pretty up in arms about that.
0: Yeah, that made a a stir in a hurry. But I've never heard, I've never, don't think I've ever heard a negative comment about that being out there.
2: Uh, I don't, don't People are a little know. puzzled by it. But. No, people keep like, <laughs> sure.
0: their complexion, wonder what the heck, you know, why, <laughs> why is this and so on. But, but I've never heard anything that was negative or like it shouldn't be there sure. or anything of the kind.
1: That's good. I think that was a good point that you made. It's not reducing people's access. It's not you know, interfering with their recreation or anything like that. And then it's also not an eyesore or anything because yeah. you can't see it until you're right at the edge of it. Yeah. So it's not obtrusive in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
3: And the solar project, something like that, it's impactful to the viewshed. The community, obviously, is going to notice that. Um, and there also have been some instances now where pieces of art like Double Negative have prevented larger scale um, projects like a solar field from happening. And so um, I don't know anything about that project, but was the location of Double Negative on the Mesa a factor at all, like as and, far as preventing that development?
2: I think it was a, a factor. Yeah. There's a lot of other factors that got involved and there was a lot of political wrangling and and. Uh, uh, and eventually came out okay, but yeah, that's the drill in the compressor that we had.
3: Yeah, so that's a picture of the drill that you use, yeah. the track drill. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: That's great. Is that your pickup truck?
0: My pickup truck. <laughs>
1: that's
3: great. What was the name of your company?
0: Robinson Construction.
3: Robinson Construction. Nice. And were you the only construction firm in town, or were you just the lucky
0: one? Well, I was the only one that was dirt the contractor.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There were some building contractors. Gotcha. But I don't think there was any other. I was pretty much the
3: sure first. So when those hippies rolled into in town, town, they they asked, was, "Who do I, I help?" I
0: was, I was the first real estate broker in town. Mm-hmm. That's but interesting. Now there must be 50
1: agents here. Yeah.
3: So in 69, when you were getting your your real estate license, you were the first agent out here in in the Valley. So any property was being sold and mm-hmm. exchanged oh, using...
0: Which wasn't very much.
3: No. <laughs> no, not a lot of it then, huh? Not
2: a lot of it. No. No. Who, who did the contract for um, Walter Maria, the... I got his name wrong, right? The, the big, the big De Maria, square. De Maria, or, yeah, uh-huh.
3: the So, there's another piece, another ar- uh, earthwork that's close to here, um, but it's over. It's on the other side of the highway, and then off in a remote valley near
1: Hackberry um, Road. Yeah, Let's beyond Hackberry Road, you're kind um, of on the closest. This would be like at least. Third Carnes North, yeah, yeah, all the way to Elgin. Yeah, I'm yeah, uh, it's it's the
0: Elgin Road.
1: Yeah, kind of not on that, exactly but exactly, but yes, yeah. If
3: you're so, it would be kind. Of, it's kind of you know, in, this, in the same valley, but just further east from Carp, and um, there. So at the same time that Michael Heiser was was building this here, that you were building it for him, um, Walter DiMaria was out and carved, uh, square with a bulldozer. It's a eight foot wide, just square in the desert pavement. And, um, he, apparently it was not publicized at the time, but that's another one of our, and he was asking, do do you know who might've been involved I
1: didn't, I didn't in know that?
3: You yeah. And I think that, hmm. um, and do you know who the second man was who came with, with Michael that day? Is what? The second oh, I have band? no
0: idea who yeah. it was
3: Walter Di Maria and Michael Heiser are two artists and they traveled from New York City to Nevada together and mm-hmm. so um, I just I, I, when you said that I was like, oh wow did he show up with Walter Di Maria because
0: might have been that I would be no fantastic idea. I but, have no idea who
3: it was Yeah so it's just it's interesting that there's this the double negative hat was so publicized and is very well known whereas um, Di Maria's piece which is called Las Vegas piece, is uh it's relatively obscure and not really something I that never, anyone knows
0: about it, and i've been uh, up and down that road carp road hundreds of times
1: yeah
0: and i just uh, and i didn't know it didn't know it was an art piece up there hmm. so, can't really
1: see it anymore because it was only a foot deep and eight feet wide with like they did a blade these the blader that does blades the roads and so it overgrew pretty quickly in comparison, so when you go out now, you can be like on it, but you have to
0: have a drone. How would you even know what it was? There's all kinds of there's all kinds of uh, mining claims
1: mm-hmm.
0: assessment work that's done that's probably moved more dirt than that.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. It's 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 really obscure now, and the only reason we were able to find it is by using satellite imagery because you can still see the form. From above,
1: is that right?
3: but when you're on the ground, it's really hard. You can't even keep see the clearing of it. It's
1: too overgrown. So I can believe that. Yeah. So his giant trench made it to where it's standing. It is. He went yeah. big. Go big, go or go home. That's right. <laughs> he did both, I guess. But
3: <laughs> yeah. So, do you have any lasting impressions about working with Michael Heiser?
0: No, not really. No, haven't had haven't had a really had a lot of contact with him since. We've talked a couple of times, but mm-hmm. that's all over the years. Yeah, and uh, and I uh, he's invited me up there, but I've never gone up when he was there. Mm-hmm. I I have the reason I gone, went up there is that I'm good friends with a with a uh, man who work, runs the optics for for uh, oh, laser laser equipment mm-hmm. and he had to go up there and he said, Brian, you've going up there you want to come and go along with me so I went up that and I was hoping Michael would be there but he wasn't there and gotcha. so I didn't, I didn't get to see Michael I haven't seen Michael since I've talked to him on the phone but I haven't seen him since uh, we finished this project Wow, thank but, you so much for your thoughts this is, It's it's been
3: really incredible talking with you today <laughs> <laughs> Well yeah. you are
4: hey, yeah. Wow. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, where all accompanying images and links are available on the Art Box page. Questions, comments, opinions, and concerns can be sent to artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.